Hello, Hello. Matt, how are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm happy to be here. This is a great medium. It's it's fantastic uh, interviewing like this and being on the show. So thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And uh, for people that are tuning in to just the interview segment, which we might clip out separately, go ahead and just recap uh, who you are, um, your title, what studio, the games you worked on, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, my name is Matt Kramer. I'm the creative director at Sanzaro Games. Uh, recently, we just released Asgard's Wrath. Um, before that, we had um, Marvel Powers United VR, um, Ripcoil, and also VR Sports. Um, those are all our VR titles. Um, we've also worked on other things like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sly Cooper, uh, Mystery Case Files, and just a bunch of stuff all around. Uh, very well-rounded, well-versed studio. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, compared to your previous VR games, Asgard Giraffe, uh, in my opinion, represents a sort of a full culmination almost of the yeah. vision of what you know, the, a made for VR epic game could be like, because uh, Marvel's power United, you know, it had a lot of characters it had a lot of fan service, but it was still kind of a wave based combat game a little bit. Yes. Um, there wasn't an overarching narrative so much, um, but as a draft, this is a game that you can play from start to finish and it could take you anywhere from 25 to 40 plus hours to get all the content, you know, just getting through the main story took me over 20 hours. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, that... this is a game people can play a lot. Most VR games are, you know, pretty short. And I think a lot of that has yeah. to do with the fact that there aren't enough people with headsets yet. You know, it's been a few years. So we, I think we have a, you know, between PSVR, Rift, Vive, Quest, all the different platforms, we, we have several million people out there, but yeah. in a world where there's like a hundred million PS4s, it's, you know, a developer doesn't really have the resources or time to invest in a new market like VR so much. But with companies like Oculus and Sony, you know, funding big projects like Azure's Wrath, it's starting to change a little bit. And so uh, from your perspective, what was it like working on a game of this magnitude for VR versus Rip Coil or VR Sports yeah. or, you know, something smaller like that? Well, you know, each of those games, you know, they're stepping stones to what we've created where we are now. Um, you know, with each of those, we've moved our technology forward. We've, um, you know, learned more about how to make VR games um, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Um, but this is the kind of game that we've wanted to see in this space, just like all of you guys. Like, you know, we want the big, you know, gaming experiences that you're going to get for PlayStation and Xbox and, you know, 2D um, PC games. We want to bring that to the VR market. And, um, you know, working with Oculus, which, by the way, is fantastic, probably the best partner we've ever had, um, you know, and then believing in us and having such a fantastic producer like our buddy out there, Mike Dorn. I know you're watching. Um, you know, they believed in us and and um, they saw what we were trying to create and, um, you know, let us run with it. So it, it's super exciting seeing uh, people seeing what we saw years ago. And now they're here experiencing it, uh, talking on our discord and Reddit. It, it's just music to, to myself and and the, the, the entire studio here. Uh, so to tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the origins of Sanzaru's work in VR. Can you kind of, you know, hey, go into the time machine for a second and go back to pre-2016 and, you know, before you released Ripcoil, VR Sports Challenge, you were yeah. coming off Sly Cooper, you know. So, I mean, what 
what led to you guys being so heavily involved in VR? Because you've released four VR games now. Yeah, that's that's four times as many as, as most developers. <laughs> um, so, I mean, well, what what led to this? You know, we had um, our first game that we started with was uh, VR Sports. Um, I think myself at the time I was on uh, Tron Runner uh, mm, for, yeah. for Disney. And, um, you know, uh, we had Evan Arnold, our technical director, uh, and, and, you know, Glenn Egan and, and, you know, Team Guerrero. They were the really uh, driving forces on, on VR Sports. Um, and it, it was received really well. Uh, it was a touch launch title. So um, was VR Sports, was that a game that, you know, how did the relationship with Oculus begin? You know, so did you guys pitch them on VR? Did they come to you? How, how, how did you guys link up? Yeah, they, they just came to us. Um, you know, it's quite a small community up here in yeah. the Bay Area. Um, we were interested in the, in the opportunity to delve into VR. Um, we've got a lot of friends that work there. We've got a great relationship with them. Uh, they wanted to do a sports title, uh, and that's that's you know that was the big thing, um, and uh, it just blossomed from there. Um, we rolled off the Tron team had rolled off, and then we had started on on Rip Coil, which was a much smaller uh, project, and that came out around the same time as as VR okay. Sports. Cool. Uh, we have a uh, a viewer question from Jarillo. Um, during development of Asgard's Wrath, what was a feature that felt in theory like it would be mm. a great idea for VR, but then it turned out to not really work that well? Wow. There's I a lot of, of Yeah, okay. Uh, off the cuff. Um, I don't know off the cuff, but, um, you know, the, we did have a couple comfort options for teleporting, um, and we had oh, it in for right. For quite it's a, long it's a time. smooth locomotion only game, right? You That's cannot correct. teleport. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we ended up removing it just because of, um, you know, it breaks a lot of the, the systems behind the, you know, you can't have combat and, and then teleport out of the way. Um, and it's a, it's a feature that a lot of people find comforting having a game that has teleport. Um, but we felt that it's not needed for this type of game and it was removed. Uh, it was in the game for quite a long time. Um, okay. And you know what's great is when I hear and read comments of people playing Asgard's Wrath, and they're like, "Man, like I don't. I usually feel sick in VR, but this game doesn't make me feel sick." Um, and we have a lot of really good comfort options, and it's it just feels great when people are playing the game and and they're enjoying it. Cool, cool. I think um, for me, as we talked about earlier, I'm not really someone that usually gets motion sick. Right. So it's it's interesting to see the the feedback and discussion about that kind of stuff because it's hard for me to identify the triggers for other people just because you know I don't personally experience it. Right. Um, but I know that you guys have a lot of comfort settings in the game to to dim the field of view whenever you're moving quickly to do snap turning or smooth turning to change the acceleration of when you're moving. I think all yep. those things um, you know really are good features for people so they have those options. Yeah. Again, we, I mean, we want the widest audience to enjoy the game and, and feel comfortable in it. So, so um, this is a question I don't know if you'll be able to really answer, but for Chris Richardson wants to know if um, there was any sort of, was there a reason why Marvel Powers United didn't have as deep of a narrative? Was it um, mm -hmm. just lack of time, scope, or, you know, directive from Marvel or, can you can you comment at all about why the game is more wave based uh, instead of a full you know articulated story? 
Yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, from outside of our control, um, you know, uh, certain uh, groups had wanted a four-player co-op game, uh, and the, the single-player or co-op story was, was definitely diminished a little smaller than the, the co-op side. Uh, would we like to do a full-on narrative co-op, you know, Marvel game? Of course. I mean, you can you, you look at what the, the intro story, the, the training stuff that you're going through, uh, at the beginning, where you're you know you're meeting Hulk and and Rocket and Spider Man and and all those characters, I I loved that part. I, uh, it, you know, to be yeah. honest, I could do a whole game just like that. Yes, but yes, you I, heard it here first. <laughs> Sanzaru is. <laughs> I, I would love it, but you know some you know there's you know we we're independent developer and and you know um, yeah. ultimately you know people want certain things and certain groups want. Uh, certain so we need to make a petition <laughs> to Marvel and Disney. Marvel Ultimate Alliance VR is the It'd game cool. that we want. There It'd it be is. Cool. There it is. And um, you know, speaking of the the voids, like I was talking about earlier, it feels almost like an extension of that sort of concept because yeah. you're you're in VR, you have all these characters coming up and talking to you, and you're fighting alongside them. Um, and so you know, to that point of co-op, you know, co-op being a popular yeah. thing in uh, VR and in outside of VR and non-VR games, you know, co-op is all the rage, you know, people love it. And yeah. uh, I do too. I love playing with people. I like single player too, but you know, co-op has its benefits and um, you know, Stormlands coming out, it's a co-op focused game. Yep. Um, what, was great. there ever any consideration to maybe have multiplayer in Asgard? Was that something that you ever thought about? Even like, even if it was totally separate, like an arena yeah. where you could just fight or something like, was there ever any consideration um, for multiplayer? We definitely talked about it, but we wanted to stay focused on the story narrative. Okay. Um, we do have the async stuff in there, which um, I still feel has a ton of potential. Um, I think, you know, async gameplay. Uh, Speaking it, to the, the God form versus mortal form is what you're referring to. Well, just like, you know, if someone dies in Asgard's Wrath, you can, you know, go oh, and, right. and reclaim their, their yeah, um, true. you know, go battle and, and yeah. you know, both parties, um, you know, get rewarded for that. You know, that's only a small part of what I think async can, can be as a, a, from a design perspective. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, but for Asgard, we really wanted to focus on the story and we added that little bit of uh, async stuff in there. Okay. Um, so the, the way Asgard is, is uh, sort of, structured and this isn't a spoiler for anyone this is just sort of informational um the way it's structured is you know you have different acts um so you have like a character that goes through their storyline and you know it goes through all these different dungeons and puzzles and enemies and you know fights a boss at the end or, or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be and then their story is completed and then you can go through each act and then replay acts with other characters to find new areas that you couldn't find before kind of metroidvania style yep um so the way the game is structured is very conducive to new content being added so yes. I, I you probably can't talk too much about this but <laughs> are are there any ideas for dlc are there things that you guys couldn't fit in that you would like to put in um, yeah anything I mean, like that at all there's always ideas um we don't have anything we're announcing at this time okay. uh, but we do have a lot of uh patches coming out with some you know, great fixes and, and, and features and whatnot. Um, and again, we listen to the community. So if there's things that, that you guys want in Asgard's, there's things that you find um, that would make the game better, you know, come on the Sansaru uh, Discord channel. 
let us know in Reddit. And, um, you know, we're here to, you know, make the best, most polished experience uh, we can. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way, the way the story ends, there is definitely openings <laughs> for DLC for, how did I know you were going to go here? <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. It's it's a live audience. I have you captive. You yes, have to, yes. Mine as I well. Can't, I, I can't read your facial expressions though, so <laughs> it, it limits my ability to interpret what you're meaning a little bit. But right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for people that have played the game, I you know, we'll, and just so you know, here we got people in the chat already. Meow Mix says they'll pay. I want Asgard's DLC. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, th- th- no one wants spoilers though, so I'm not going to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, for you, I know in our showcase interview for the E3 VR showcase, you um, talked a lot about the animal companions as one of your yep. favorite features. Yep. Um, but what are some of the other things in the game that you really, really love? You know, I, I assume the asynchronous avenging thing is something you're you're a big fan of based on how you talked about it. But yeah, um, or, I, or or what are some lesser known parts of the game? Something that you know you just really like a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely the crafting aspect, you know, a lot of people don't know just the depth of um, the crafting options we have. You know, uh, each of the heroes has multiple upgrades. Um, you know, the animals can have upgrades. And I always like games that you can, um, you know, if you're going to invest the time to collect all these materials, pay all this stuff to upgrade these these companions and, and characters is making sure that that stuff is beneficial to you. Um, and in the same, um, you know, thought, like we've talked before, it's like if you're going to go travel back to another saga and you now you have a new character or a companion and now you can finally open this door to get somewhere new. Like, I don't want to just open the door and there's some little nook with a treasure chest. You want to make a big, you know, grand unveiling, you know, and it's been super exciting for people to find those nooks. And they go back to do those side quests and they're like, holy crap, this is like this is like a whole nother game just yeah. in this side quest. And and just to be clear, too, like I, I want people to know that that's not an exaggeration. And whenever I found the uh, I think it's called the unnamed tomb back in mm-hmm. the beginning of Ingrid saga back on the beach at the top tomb up yep. there. Yep. Um, I went back there and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I remember I didn't check that. Let me go back and look. And I had new followers that I gotten later in the game. And I mean, that was like a two hour side story. Yeah. And it filled out a lot of her backstory with her brother. And it was had a great little like contained narrative that had a good ending, you know, moment with the boat. And I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I, I, I loved it. It was more like emotionally impactful than a lot of the other content in the game because it was able to be very focused on just that character. Yeah, it's an overarching story. Totally. And I got to give credit. We have a fantastic uh, writing crew on staff. You know, Grace Lingad, she's, you know, also the combat master, but she wrote a lot of the story and um, she really did a great job on the the side quests, the the main arc and everything. And um, it's really those kind of surprises, just like how you're talking about that side quest um, that we wanted to make for people, you know. Um, originally, you know, we weren't even sure we were going to have the multiple characters across the, the, you know, all the different acts, but I like those kind of surprises, you know, it's like, oh, you get to act two. It's a totally different character, totally different abilities, um, totally different story arc. And that's, what's going to keep people playing is that kind of, you know, surprises and, um, you know, nuances and unexpected things that they're going to find in the game. Yeah, for sure. 
there's um there's definitely you know i think this was a game that the market was hungry for i think yeah be, i was hungry for it <laughs> I, I wanted it you know this, yeah. is, this is the kind of game we want to play and uh you know we're we're just excited by the you know uh, the feedback we've gotten from from the fans playing it and um it, it's nice to see people on the same page with us making the game you know and oculus um you know just to all be on the same page and and see that appetite you know a lot of people question, you know, like how long are people going to play in VR? Like, are people really going to play, you know, an action adventure RPG for 40 hours? And yeah. I'll tell you right now, the answer is yes, they are going to play. So that is music to our, our ears. And we're super glad so that people from are from your end as, as a developer, you have insight into those kind of stats, right? So, you know, yep. that people are playing your game for long periods of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the the retention has been fantastic. Um, I mean, you could see it by just looking on YouTube. Sure, you know, yeah. <laughs> like there's there's people that have finished the game. There's people that are well far in the game, and I, I look at those videos. I'm like, okay, they must have vested at least you know fifteen twenty hours to get where they are right now. Um, and yeah. also based on you know just the the feedback from the community. Cool. Um, I'm going to turn to the chat and uh, see if anyone has any final questions for Matt here before we um, get going. And um, while I let people answer potentially, um, or Eddie, so he already said no, no, no comment on DLC or sequel at the moment. Um, he, but but I, I could see it in his eyes, in those in those Oculus avatar eyes. I, I can I can see through that. If anyone has any questions at all for him, let me know. And in the meantime. What are some of your other favorite VR games that, that you've played? Um, you know, I absolutely love uh, anything that Twisted Pixel does. Mm, um, okay. You know, uh, Defector was hands down fantastic. Love the game. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to Medal of Honor. Um, Ooh, you know, Medal I, of Honor, yeah. It, it looks great. Um, played it at OC6. I'm really excited for that. Um what else? Wilson's Heart is another one of my favorite, another Twisted Pixel. Yep, yep. Um, and then uh, Lone Echo, of course. Yeah. Uh, love the immersion and just the, the feeling of, of being in that world. Yeah. Um, and Stormland. I'm excited to play Stormland. You know, I'm waiting just like you guys to dig in there and, and get into that world. Yeah, the um, I'm, I'm grateful. The Oculus did inform us that we should be getting access to it for review um, with ample time. Um, which is good for a game like that that has yeah. uh, that evolves and changes every week. That's a big part of their design. Yeah, um, you know that was that was one of the bad things about Asgard. I was bummed out. I got less than a week to review it, uh, right, so sorry. I had to cram. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it is what it yeah. is. It happens. I totally understand. Um, I had you a did weekend. Good, though. You did. Good. I, I did. You made I, it. I tried, and I played on <laughs> me. I played on the medium setting. I didn't do easy. Right. Nice. So I, I had to parry. Some of those fights were tough. Yeah, especially in um, in the Yotan area, the like yeah. all the different guards where you're trying to break out of the prison. That oh my, the the warden that fight took forever. That's a oh tough my one. Gosh, yeah, um, you know the the difficulty settings um, and the parameters that we adjusted per difficulty did come in quite late. Um, uh, but we're, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And uh, you know, like all our games, we're always looking for the widest audience to play yeah. the game like no one wants to play a game and you know you get pummeled and then you're dead and you're like oh i hate this game i never want to play it again 
you know, we want to make something that is accessible to the, to the widest audience. And, you know, yeah. you can change the difficulty on the fly and, um, you know, you can adjust it to, to, you know, what you're comfortable with. Cool. Um, it looks like we got a couple, uh, questions. Um, so one of them is, uh, hang on. I missed the name because of the chat scrolled. Hold on one second. Let me scroll back up for a second here. Uh, Dante zero four one five. Um, they want to know if you ever considered doing um, voice recognition for the game for when it comes to dialogue and talking to NPCs instead of picking from a menu. Did you ever consider yeah. you know, like speaking lines out like uh, the inpatient is a PSVR exclusive that does that for dialogue. There are mods that do it for Skyrim. Shadow Legend does it. Um, is that something you ever considered? Uh, we've talked about it, but not something we really considered implementing. We did add um, some stuff for VR sports. Evan, what did we add for that? Where you could uh, hike the ball by saying hike? I think that's it. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Still in there. So we, we added that, but um, yeah, nothing for Asgard specifically, but you know. Yeah, I think as, as voice recognition stuff gets better, I think that stuff will become more ubiquitous because it it really does add a lot. You know, oh, totally. I think um, I, one of the games coming out soon, Aspire One VR Operative, <laughs> that's a game where you can you know point a gun at an enemy and when you sneak up behind them and say freeze and they'll put their hands up. Yeah, stuff that's like cool. that's really cool. So yeah, anytime VR can do more stuff like that, that'd be great. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kay Asante wants to know what you think of Oculus's push for um, non-PC VR, you know, stuff like Quest and uh, all that good stuff. They seem to be very focused on Quest, um, and it seems like a mobile is where they want to go in the future. I don't know if you have any thoughts yeah, on well, that. I'm, I, I'm super excited about it. I mean, I absolutely love the Quest. Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, at my house, usually it's, you know, hey, there's dad in his, you know, computer room playing VR and I'm in I'm in my corner over there. But now with the quest, you know, I can bring it out in the living room, you know, and I'm playing games. I can cast it. People can see what I'm doing. Yeah. And I've had, you know, family members that are way more apt to get into VR because yeah, of the quest. For sure. And, and and again, that's that's really, you know, the 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 best part of it as a developer is getting more people in the VR space. And I think the Quest is the absolutely perfect platform for that. So can you comment at all about whether or not you are working on a Quest title at all? I cannot right now. Okay, okay. But you are a fan of the Quest, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yep, okay. anything VR. Like, Sanzaro Games is in it to win it with VR. And um, Do you, you have know, any non-VR projects at the moment? I can't talk about that at this time. <laughs> okay. But you never know. Okay. You never know. So I, I heard you mention you're working on the non-VR Tron game. Yep. What about Tron VR? Have you ever I, thought about that? I have thought about that. All right. I would love it. Make Even it happen. With a, Let's well, do it. You could see a little bit of it in, in some rip coil. There yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Now we're, yeah, that we're, would be amazing. We're big Tron fans. We, we love the Disney properties and all that stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so I think that's a good stopping point then. I think we yep. covered a lot of ground here. I, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. I'll uh, oh, thank you. give you a, a little virtual handshake there. Yep. Thank you very and, much, uh, we'll, we'll give you a souvenir VR plant to take home with you as well if you'd like. I yep. love it. Yep. It's, uh, it, but the one we give you will have the upload logo on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's an important distinction. Um, 
So yeah, so th- looks like hang on. We have there is one other question um from da, Gerillo. Da, da. Um what do you think about how divisive the rune shield and needing to break it is? Um for mm. some people, I guess. Many people didn't mind it or did not like it. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean again we have the, the different difficulties. Yeah, so speaking to that, what they're talking about is some enemies have that blue shield bar you have to parry and break before you can yep. damage their health. Um, and, you know, if people have issues with that, personally, I did it first. I thought it was a little annoying. But then once you get into Act 3 and 4 and get farther into the game, you get you unlock a lot more ways to get through that shield. Yeah. Um, a lot of weapons you can upgrade to where they have a special attack that will destroy the shield instantly. That's or, correct. you know, destroy two or three bars at once, and you can give frenzy me to your followers and they can break the shield and yeah so there's a lot of ways to get through it and and like with things like that it's like you when someone starts a game you want convenience things you're like i wish i could fast travel i wish i could take those shields down faster well as a as a designer like that's gold i'm like okay i'm gonna give that to you but you gotta work for it you know you gotta <laughs> do those upgrades you gotta do those things yeah and yeah, it makes sure. it that much you know rewarding by the time you get to it cool um, so yeah, the, thank you everyone for tuning in. Everyone in the chat, I don't remember all the names, but the ones on screen right now: Chris uh, Gould, Chris Richardson, Dave Station, Jarillo, uh, Greg ZVR, Dark Angel, Kaysante. Um, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we will be back again next week, but instead of Thursday next week, it'll be Wednesday, October thirtieth at ten thirty a.m. Hopefully, we'll be starting on time next week. There were some. Weird issues this morning. Um, you experienced them as well, where the Oculus Store it was issuing a software update at the exact same time that we were trying to put out an update for this app, and they just sort of like hit each other, and it wouldn't let us. It, it was weird, um, but we got it sorted. We're all good now. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning in. And if you're not subscribed to us here on YouTube, you definitely should hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment down below once the stream is over. And uh, also tune in over at uploadvr.com where we have all of our news and reviews and all that good stuff. You can read my full Asgard Wrath review. It's like 3,000 words or something crazy. I wrote way too much about it. Um, the video review itself is over like 10 minutes long. It was it was a, a Herculean task to boil that down into a video, but I tried. Um, so that's on here on our YouTube channel. And uh, thank you, Matt, for, for talking with me today. I hope you thank had you a good time here on the show. Having- having me it was great and uh thanks to you guys you know make sure to check us out at our our sanzaru uh discord page um thanks for being fans and we're really really happy you guys are enjoying asgard's wrath uh and again thanks to our wonderful amazing producer mike doran without that guy none of this is going to happen thank you yeah mike is also working on um a medal of honor he was at the event for that whenever i did the demo so uh, he's a good guy. He's a cool guy. And uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for tuning in. I'll probably stream some GTA VR again later today. Uh, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, I think I think I'm going to go with the thumbs up on that because that was a lot of fun. So if you guys want to check that out, it'll be later this afternoon. I don't know what time exactly yet, but here on our YouTube channel. Uh, thank you, everyone. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and have a good weekend. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Yeah.